is unrequited love. I know, personally, how much that hurts. On top of all this, King Artaxerxes is in mortal peril, and, as goes his fate, so will that of all the Jews. Do you recall your first letter to me, not so long ago? You began it with the words, My dear friend, I am in trouble. Well, Tonight, my dear friend, I fear we are all in trouble. Thinking of all this, I feel an invisible band tighten about my heart. It almost feels like a return of the dark days I once wrote you about, the times of my own great dangers and sorrow. I feel that I risk my life every time I pass a cordon of the royal guardians, the immortals, or even ordinary soldiers. My heart beats faster within me, and I avert my gaze from theirs. For years I only felt security and comfort within the walls of the palace. Now I imagine that every time I venture into the innermost halls of the court, I may well again stumble upon a headless body sprawled across a dais, or a bodyguard holding a bloody scimitar. I try to consciously soften my breathing and unbolden my gaze, to make myself less recognized, most of all, to conceal my inner defiance. But I saw far too much during those murderous days, and I can feel the fear return like a stench in the air. As a result, I now live under a self-imposed house arrest, and dare not come to speak with you directly about this matter. That is why I asked Onesi to carry this to you herself. She is utterly trustworthy, I think you would agree, and knows all the back ways of the palace. I pray that she reaches you without being accosted or arousing suspicion. Leah, you and I are very blessed to be able to communicate in this way. Most unusual for women, as you know. My beloved papa certainly was going against tradition when he taught me to read and write as I was growing up. And your more recent tutelage has been most fortuitous, particularly now, when it is dangerous for us to meet in person. You yourself must be so careful, even more so than your new confidant, my adopted father, Mordecai, would urge. I'm afraid that as prudent as he has always been, even he is becoming bolder and less cautious of late than I would wish." While protocol dictates that I sign this in my official capacity, our common blood covenant makes me long to close this simply as your sister, Hadassah. Sending this under the seal of Queen Regent may offer some small protection of respect were this letter to fall into the wrong hands. I must go. Please be careful and strong and obedient to God." Your friend, Esther, Queen Regent of Persia. Chapter 2 Al-Hilla, Iraq, present day. Two in the morning, Iraqi time. The commandos struck precisely three minutes after the moon had melted across the desert horizon and plunged Al-Hilla into a darkness nearly as sudden as the flicking of a switch. Hours had passed since the day's last fading echo of small-arms fire. Despite the late hour, Basra Street had only begun to cool, for even in autumn 
the Euphrates Valley remained a blistering cauldron, day or night. A stray dog pawed through gutter trash beneath the glow of a lone street lamp. The scrawny beast was the only living thing along a sidewalk barren of all but two dented Mercedes and a dozen withered palm stumps. The shadow of a nearby wall rippled across a row of camouflage-shirted chests and a row of tightly clasped guns. One of the faces, features smeared with black, leaned forward to glance up at a second-story window. Nearly hidden by a parted curtain hovered the striking face of a young girl. Flawless light-brown skin set off luminous green eyes, which searched the sidewalk until they finally met the commando leader's stare. She started, and her eyes widened. She gave an exaggerated nod and pointed almost shyly toward the other...